0: The coronavirus vaccine is here, absolutely historic. The FDA passed an emergency approval of this. Now the first shipment has left a Michigan plant in the middle of the night. Just, just like you can picture boxes of ballots leaving Michigan in the middle of the night, you can picture boxes of this vaccine heading out. 18,275 vials of the vaccine departed the plant. They're headed to all 50 states. And President Trump, very rightly, is bragging about the accomplishment.
1: I have really good news. Today, our nation has achieved a medical miracle. We have delivered a safe and effective vaccine in just nine months. This is one of the greatest scientific accomplishments in history. It will save millions of lives and soon end the pandemic once and for all. I am thrilled to report that the FDA has authorized the Pfizer vaccine. We have given Pfizer and other companies a great deal of money, hoping this would be the outcome, and it was. On behalf of the American people, I'd like to thank all of the brilliant scientists, technicians, doctors, and workers who made this all possible. Pfizer and Moderna have announced their vaccine is approximately 95 percent effective, far exceeding expectations.
0: Totally exceeding expectations. It seems that a cure for our medical problems is here, even though the media and the left told us it couldn't happen. The cure for our political problems will be much, much harder to find. I'm Michael Knowles. This is the Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. My favorite comment from Friday from misanthropic perspective says, oh man. I don't think Kanye is going to win this. <laughs> I don't know. Let's hold out hope. I'm not totally sure that Kanye is all out of it. But it does appear that uh, our best wishes for the presidential election are slowly seeming less and less possible. President Trump got us this vaccine. This is good news. How many people are going to take the vaccine? I don't know. But I know some people really do want to take it. Some people are a little leery. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough regardless, quite an accomplishment. And it's one that the left and the media told us could not happen. In fact, when President Trump would say that there was going to be a vaccine in the fall, the media said that's false. They would fact check him. NBC News on May 15th, Trump said, we're going to get a vaccine by the end of the year. They said, fact check coronavirus vaccine could come this year, Trump says. Experts say he needs a miracle to be right. You see, Trump, the idiot, he said we'd get a vaccine by the end of the year. All the smart experts said that wasn't going to happen. And the media, listening to the experts, like we're all supposed to, they said it wasn't going to happen, and then it did. Trump, that uneducated person, was right. All the experts in the media, wrong. September 16th, NPR points out that President Trump was contradicting the CDC when he said you could get a vaccine by the end of 2020. So Trump, that nincompoop, he probably doesn't even have a PhD. He was right. All those egghead idiots at the CDC, wrong. CNBC on October 22nd, this is quite recent now, uh, posted an article with the headline, President Trump says COVID-19 vaccine will be coming by the end of the year, despite contrary evidence. Well, now I've got contrary evidence to their contrary evidence because we did get the vaccine. Just one more data point which we've seen so many of these all year, that the experts have no idea what they're talking about. And people with just one little modicum of common sense usually know a whole lot more than those experts, despite all of their many, many degrees and who has a doctorate and who has a PhD and who I think we're all, you know, the word doctor means teacher comes from the Latin word for doc, doctor and it comes from the Latin verb docere. So we're all, we're all sort of doctors if we're teaching you things that are true, <laughs> much more so than say Dr. Fauci or, or all of these other experts. Now, President Trump is contradicting the media and the establishment again, not just on the likelihood of a vaccine, but on the likelihood of, of Joe Biden becoming president. We, we discussed on Friday, Supreme Court decision shooting down the Texas case. So Texas was going to sue Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania over election irregularities. Supreme Court refused even to grant standing, refused even to hear the case, which is too bad. They previously had refused to hear out the Pennsylvania case where the Pennsylvania election officials very clearly violated the state constitution by permitting widespread mail-in votes. So just the the window of opportunity for President Trump to challenge Biden's certification as president-elect Really, really narrowing, but Trump refuses to give up hope.
1: Is it over? No, it's not over. We keep going and we're going to continue to go forward. We have numerous local cases where, you know, in some of the states that got uh, rigged and robbed from from us. Uh, we won every one of them. We won Pennsylvania. We won Michigan. Uh, we won Georgia by a lot. We have a governor, a Republican governor that's worse than a Democrat. He's terrible. And he's hurting Kelly and David very badly, the, sen- the senators that are terrific people. Uh, but, uh, and Wisconsin, as you know, we have a case going on as we speak I and mean, right. it's actually going on right now. So you have individual States. Happening oh yeah. Right we, now. We're doing individual but States. On the 14th. They're going to certify. sixth, the right. well, They transmit. We're gonna what c- does that do for you? I don't know. We're going to speed it up as much as we can, but you can only go so fast. They give us very little time, but we caught them as you know, as fraudulent, uh, dropping ballots, doing so many things. Nobody can even believe it.
0: So there's a little bit of a parallel narrative going on here. And, and I, I think the Trump team is aware of this, which is the Trump team was told there's not enough time to get a vaccine out. There's not enough time. There's not enough time. And they said, we're going to do this in record time and stop telling me we can't do it. We're going to do it. And they did it on the vaccine. And you hear the same criticisms of the election lawsuits. There's no more time. There's no more time. I mean, truly we're down to three days or something like that, even, even less. Uh, Trump still keeping up this argument. Now, it does not seem likely that after the court refuses to hear out the Pennsylvania case, which was a very good case, court refuses to hear out the Texas case, court refuses in any way <laughs> to become involved in this election. It, it does seem unlikely, regardless of what happened in the voting centers of a- Atlanta or the voting centers in Detroit or the voting centers in Philadelphia. We, we have seen evidence of lots of irregularities. Regardless, it seems very unlikely that the electors are going to go and give it to Trump. Hope they do. Hope springs eternal in the human breast. The left-wingers who, who are telling you that Trump is upsetting democratic norms are being completely cynical and disingenuous here. Uh, the, the way I will put it is what I've been saying now for weeks it ain't over till the fat lady sings. Maybe a week ago, you started to hear that fat lady start to clear her throat. Then you started to hear the fat lady start doing scales to start practicing. The fat lady hasn't sung yet, and I'm, I'm unwilling to concede this election until the electors do vote. You just don't know for sure with 100% certainty what's going to happen in the future, which is why now is a better time than ever to be prepared with long-term nutritional food options. ReadyWise has many options, including emergency meals, freeze-dried fruits and vegetables for convenient on-the-go nutrition. ReadyWise makes being prepared simple and affordable. You order online, you get nutritious meals shipped directly to your door. Because right now there is increased demand, because things are a little (laughs) unpredictable, uh, supplies are limited. Some items may currently be out of stock. You should order right now. When government resources are strained, it can be days, if not weeks, before fresh food is available. Don't put yourself in that situation where you need food during an emergency and you don't have it. Prepare today. When preparing the ReadyWise meals, all you need, four cups of water. The water doesn't even need to be hot. You just pour the food into the water, stir and cover. After about 15 minutes, the meal is ready. Some meals can be prepared directly in the pouch, so you don't even need additional supplies for those. It's just very important. If you are in any way conservative, lowercase, uppercase, uppercase, whatever you want, You want to be prepared for you and your family. This week, my listeners can get free shipping at readywise.com when entering Knowles at checkout or by calling 855-453-2945. ReadyWise has a 90-day no-questions-asked return policy. There is no risk taking the initiative to get yourself and your family prepared today. That is R-E-A-D-Y-W-I-S-E.com. Promo code Knowles, to get free shipping oh no, Trump is upsetting constitutional norms. Trump is not conceding the election before he has to. Gosh, we've never seen this before. Uh, we turn now for comment to Governor Stacey Abrams, the woman who lost the Georgia Senate race a couple of years ago, lost it to Brian Kemp, and yet has more or less continued to insist that she's the duly elected governor of Georgia. Stacey says absolutely no parallel between what she and Democrats did in Georgia and what Trump and the Republicans are doing with the presidency.
2: First and foremost, he has never listened to what I said. I said that the election was stolen from Georgia voters because under the previous Secretary of State, Brian Kemp, millions of voters were, 1.4 million voters were purged from the rolls. Thousands of voters were denied the right to vote because of exact match. There were thousands of voters that were rejected through an absentee ballot and a provisional ballot process that was not equal. And what he is complaining about are the lawsuits that we filed that successfully fixed those challenges. There is absolutely nothing commensurate between what I have done and what Donald Trump
0: is trying to do. Listen carefully to what she says, because Stacey Abrams is fluent in political correctness. That is, I think, her first language. I think that's her native language is political correctness. So she's using these terms. She says "They, they, they purged the voter rolls. Uh, because of exact match. What is exact match? Oh, you mean the, the voter has to match the voter record? You know, it's got to be the legitimate voter. The voter has to be eligible to vote. What she's really saying is that Republicans and Democrats have different methods of stealing elections. The way that Democrats steal elections is they allow people who are ineligible to vote, to vote. The, the classic example being dead people voting, or people who didn't show up to vote, all of a sudden their votes are counted. You saw this in LBJ's 1948 Senate race in Texas, which actually ended up going to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court ultimately chose not to hear the case. Uh, This happened in 1960 in Illinois when the Daily Machine helped steal that election for for JFK against Richard Nixon. And you're seeing that in certain places here where people who uh, perhaps ought not to have voted may have voted. You've seen this for for several years. So what Stacey Abrams says is, look, Democrats want more and more and more people to vote, maybe even if they're not totally eligible to vote. And then the, the awful Republican strategy to steal elections is to kick those people off the rolls, all the dead people off the rolls, all the people who lost their right to vote, all the people who can't prove that they are the person that they say they are and therefore not eligible to vote. Those aren't both stealing elections. One is protecting the integrity of the elections by making sure that only eligible people can vote. And the other one is Hacking the ballot box, stuffing the ballot box. When someone who is not eligible to vote votes, that takes away a vote from someone who is eligible to vote. That disenfranchises people. But Stacey Abrams is so good at political correctness. She goes, yeah, it's, it wasn't equal. It wasn't equal. What does that mean? It wasn't equal. What it, get a little specific here, darling. What, well, it wasn't equal in that dead people didn't have the equal right to vote as <laughs> eligible voters. Uh, obviously, President Trump should keep up this fight until, until it can anymore, until the electors actually certify a winner. And then hopefully, you know, it's him, but very likely it won't be. And as President Trump said at that White House Christmas party, then I'll see in four years. (laughs) That'll make the media's heads explode. Speaking of media lies and speaking of Georgia, the media are lying right now about this Georgia Senate race. There are two senators up in Georgia, both Republicans, Kelly and David Perdue. Now, now Kelly Loeffler is the one I want to focus on in particular because I saw a tweet yesterday that went up and it was from The Hill. The tweet said, Loeffler's campaign defends photo with white supremacist and reported former KKK leader, Chester Doles. I looked at that tweet and I said, nope, that didn't happen. That just obviously didn't happen. I would bet a lot of money that didn't happen. So I click the link, pulls up this article, headline. <laughs> you can't make this up. Lawler's campaign condemns white supremacists who appeared in photo. <laughs> Tweet, Lawler's campaign defends. Actual article, Lawler's campaign condemns. The exact opposite. The Lawler campaign never defended the photograph with the alleged white supremacist KKK person this is what they do. This is what the media do. This is why you can't believe them. I know that young conservatives understand this, that you can't believe a word the media say. But sometimes we need to be reminded of this, that it's not just that good faith reporters sometimes get things a little wrong because some of their biases may be getting them. No, they're just lying. It's, it's brazen. It's very often intentional. And one thing I've noticed with older conservatives, boomer and older conservatives is because for most of their lives, the media were so subtle about their biases, they they don't believe it. So they'll say, yeah, the Democrats are terrible. Yeah, we got to vote for the Republicans. Oh gosh, Democrats are taking our country to hell in a handbasket. But they'll still, they've got this residual belief in the media. They've got this residual idea that the, the media wouldn't just brazenly lie to you. They would. They would, and they do all of the time, and you can't trust them. You need to go to alternative sources, and for people who, you know, maybe they're 85 years old, they're not the most computer savvy, they don't know where to find other kinds of outlets, then they'll watch the six o'clock news, and the six o'clock news is going to lie to them. Now, this, over time, it would appear that 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 lock is, is shrinking. But in the meantime, they could put through some pretty radical people. Right now, the the guy running against Kelly Loeffler is maybe the most radical political candidate that we have seen in recent American history. I'm including AOC in that. I'm including Ilhan Omar in that. I'm including the whole squad. This guy is extraordinarily radical, okay? And it's being totally covered up by the media, you know? Kelly Loeffler is a... This seat could determine the control of the Senate, okay? This would be, this would be a, a real gem to hold on to. And speaking of gems, jewelry is one of the most popular gifts you can get for the holidays. There's good reason for that. You can rarely go wrong, especially if you're going with the classics. There is nothing more classic and timeless than fine pearl jewelry, which does not need to break your budget. At the pearl source, you get the highest quality pearl jewelry at up to 70% off retail prices. Why? because the pearl source cuts out the middleman and eliminates the traditional 5X markups by jewelry stores, sells directly to you, the consumer. Pearls talk about a beautiful, traditional, classic gift. Can't go wrong. I have bought sweet little Elisa pearls before, pearl earrings, and usually not like a pearl necklace or something, or some other kinds of pearl jewelry, because pearls are very expensive. Usually, when you go to the store, Pearl Source cuts that out. You will find the largest selection of pearls available anywhere and each jewelry piece is custom made for you. Customize your jewelry based on pearl size, quality, gold type, length, and many more choices. The holidays are fast approaching and shipping carriers have an unprecedented amount of volume. Do not wait. The pearl Source offers fast and free two-day shipping on every order with zero contact delivery. Everything comes beautifully packaged in an elegant jewelry box so it is ready to be given as a gift. Not sure that you will love your gift? No worries. Pearl Source has a no-hassle 60-day money-back guarantee. And with more than 20 years in the Pearl business, nearly 10,000 five-star reviews, you can be sure that you're getting from a trusted dealer. Do not overpay for jewelry. Get 70% off retail prices for a limited time. My listeners can also take another 20% off your order for the holidays. ThePearlSource.com slash Knowles. Enter promo code Knowles at checkout for 20% off your entire order. ThePearlSource.com slash Knowles. Enter promo code Knowles, K-N-A-W-L-E-S at checkout. Warnock, he's the one running against Loeffler. Take a listen to some of his ideas for the country. I love this Pope. He said, well, I'm not a Marxist, but I know a few Marxists and they're pretty good people. (laughs) So hard to discover and to hear an authentic vision and voice of authentic spirituality that gives voice to the least of these that when it shows up, people describe it as some strange ideology rather than the vision of that poor Palestinian prophet who said that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because God has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. There's a lot to take issue with here. He opens up by extolling the virtues of Marxism. So I really like this Pope because this Pope says that there are some great Marxists out there. Marxism, it's not some weird, foreign, terrible ideology. It's great. Marxism is basically what Jesus is talking about, whom he refers to as a poor Palestinian prophet. I've read many books about Jesus, never seen any evidence that he was a Palestinian. Jesus, of course, is a Jew. People will take issue with these bizarre religious rantings, but what he appears to have a religious zeal for is Marxism, openly. Could you imagine this in this country, even 10 years ago? An open supporter of Marxism, possibly entering the United States Senate. It's unthinkable. But we've opened up a can of worms here. I mean, even AOC doesn't openly espouse Marxism. She'll allude to it. She'll say, I'm a socialist. She'll talk about the Green New Deal, which essentially is Marxism. But to, to say, oh, Marxism, I love it when people say nice things about Marxism. Marxism's so great. That's pretty radical stuff. The reason to vote in Georgia, President Trump is encouraging people to vote in Georgia, even though he's upset with the governor, Brian Kemp. The reason to vote in Georgia is not necessarily because Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue are the greatest, most wonderful Republicans there ever were. They're fine. They're doing a good job. The reason to vote in Georgia is that's the alternative. And what's so scary right now with the left is that this guy, Raphael Warnock, is extraordinarily radical in his leftism. But even the left wing establishment, even the people who would be considered in the center, in the mainstream of the liberal establishment, are pushing unthinkably radical ideas. I think of somebody like Bill Gates. Does it get more establishment than Bill Gates? He is a typical left wing billionaire liberal guy who's always trying to in- involve himself in public policy. Bill Gates was just on Jake Tapper's show on CNN. Why? I couldn't possibly tell you. He was asked about the lockdown. What should happen? Remember, we had 15 days to slow the spread back in March. Now we're nine or 10 months later. For some reason, this is still going on. And uh, Bill Gates brought on, says, well, what are we going to do? Unfortunately, probably another four to six months at least of shutting everything down. Well, certainly
2: mask wearing Uh, has essentially no downside. They're not expensive. Bars and restaurants in most of the country will be closed as we go into this wave. And I think, sadly, that's appropriate. Depending on how severe it is, the decision about schools is much more complicated.
0: As a general rule, whenever Bill Gates has an opinion about politics, you can assume that the opposite is the thing we ought to do. Bill Gates is notoriously, infamously ignorant uh, of political prudence. And the ideas that he does have about politics are really terrible. I mean, wicked, bad ideas. Now here he just says, okay, we need to shut down businesses for another four to six months because we haven't put every, every small business out in this country And so we got another four to six months. That'll really do the trick. Says it's too bad, but look, that's just what we have to do. There's no downside to wearing masks. There's no, I could name a lot of downsides. One, we're social animals. Uh, We're supposed to see one another. It's nice to see a smile. Uh, We uh, are are supposed to breathe the fresh air. Uh, You can't do that with a mask. We're supposed to speak. One of the uh, defining features of humanity is that we have speech. When you put that mask over you, you you are literally putting a muzzle on yourself. Now, but be, because Bill Gates is a technocratic liberal, he's not taking political or ethical or philosophical uh, considerations into his thought here. Because he's he just ac- accepts all of the liberal premises about the world, some of which are contradictory. So he just, he just wants to talk about what works. There's no downside. I think there are a lot of downsides to the masks. He's even ad- admitting by saying that, right, maybe there's not a lot of upside. That's the implication. But look, there's no downside. Of course, there's a lot of downside. One, one of the other downsides, of course, is that we're told if people wear the masks, we can all return to normal. And I said from the very beginning, that's complete BS. The masks are not going to calm people down. They're going to whip people up into a frenzy because the masks are a symbol that we're in the midst of this terrible, unprecedented pandemic. We've never had masking such as this before, certainly not in our lifetimes and really not ever at this scale. So just to see the mask is not to say, okay, we can return to normal. It's to say we're not even close to normal and we're not going to be back to normal until we take the mask off, which I think is a large part of the the political symbolism of the masks. But then he goes a little further. It's not just four to six months. And you'll notice a lot of big business guys are all for the lockdowns because the lockdowns have caused an historic amount of money to be shifted from small businesses to large businesses like Amazon, Apple, all all these sorts of online, uh, Google, All all these sorts of online companies but it's more than four to six months. It might be over a year.
2: Certainly by the summer, we'll be way closer to normal than we are now. But even through early 2022, unless we help other countries get rid of this disease and we get high vaccination rates in our country, the risk of reintroduction will be there. And of course, the global economy will be uh, slowed down, which hurts America economically in a pretty dramatic way. So we'll have, starting in the summer, about nine months where a few things like big public gatherings uh, will still be restricted. But you know, we can see now that somewhere between 12 to 18 months, we have a chance, if we manage it well, uh, to get back to normal.
0: Just a quick question. I guess I'm a little confused here. Who appointed Bill Gates to run all of our public policy for us? Why is Bill Gates is not saying we should do this, we ought to do this, hey, I'd like to persuade my fellow citizens to do this. He's saying this is what we will do. This is what we are going to do. Because Bill Gates is one of these masters of the universe who influences public policy in enormous ways. And he's saying this is what's going to happen. And it's all for our wellness. Right, it's all for Speaking of Wellness, hims.com is all about men's wellness. If you need help with ED, hair loss, or you have a cold, if you're interested in mental health or COVID-19 home tests, Hims is here for you. Through Hims, you can get prescription medication that treats in particular ED. Real science, real solutions to ED. Hims makes it easy. Hims connects you to a licensed medical professional online who can prescribe FDA-approved prescription medication to treat ED you get the same active ingredient as that expensive little pill, but without the expensive price tag. This could cost hundreds of dollars if you had to go through a doctor or a pharmacy. Not so with Hims. Hims makes it simple and affordable. You know, men don't want to, you know, talk about this thing too much. Uh, no embarrassing conversations, no expensive appointments. Just answer a few questions online about your medical history, and a provider will confidentially review. If approved, your medication is shipped directly to your door in discreet packaging. Shipping is free. No more searching online for answers to questions about ED or sexual wellness. Just go to your Hims account and ask a medical professional you can trust. Try Hims today by starting out with a free online visit. Go to forhims.com slash Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L for your free visit. That is forhims.com slash Michael, forhim com slash Michael. Prescription products are subject to medical provider approval and require an online consultation with a medical provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. See website for full details and safety information. That is forhims.com slash Michael. Bill Gates is a great avatar of the kind of liberal establishment, the liberal, political, bureaucratic, technic- obviously technological Entertainment, media, establishment, the blob as we refer to it. And Bill Gates is a a key figure in that. He holds all the politically correct views and they're they're pretty radical. You know, he's a a dorky guy who wears a sweater, so he doesn't seem that radical. But in many ways, his views are more radical than, than even someone like Raphael Warnock. In many ways, the liberal establishment's views are more radical than the woke radicals. There are a lot of crazy conspiracy theories going around the internet about Bill Gates this is according to the media, crazy, wild conspiracy theories that Bill Gates is interested, for instance, in population control. That he he doesn't want, uh, p- especially in the third world, uh, people to have babies. And so he's, going, he's very involved in ways to limit the growth of the population. And I think these, these conspiracy theories are so crazy. In order to believe these kooky, crazy conspiracy theories, you would have to listen to Bill Gates himself. Well, the population growth
2: issue... At the global level, it's not that daunting. That is, the population, percentage-wise, is growing slower today than in the past. And so it will actually peak out. The problem is that the population is growing the fastest where people are less able to deal with it. So it's in the very poorest places that you're going to have a tripling in population by 2050. And so their ability to feed, educate, provide jobs, stability, protect the environment in those locations mean, uh, you know, they're faced with an almost impossible problem. Northern Nigeria, Yemen, Chad. uh, And so what we need to do is take this aid generosity and this innovation and go into those places, uh, offer the women. Better tools where they want to space birthing or or have a smaller family size, and improve health because it's amazingly as as children survive, parents feel like they'll have enough uh, kids to support them in their old age, and so they choose to have less children.
0: This point of view that Bill Gates is pushing is morally abhorrent. It is evil. It is wicked. And he's been pushing it fanatically for decades. He's trying to make sure that there are fewer babies born, specifically fewer little black babies in Africa and fewer little brown babies in the third world. That's not an exaggeration. He has been foisting abortion on countries that are traditionally opposed to abortion, foisting contraception. On countries that are traditionally opposed to contraception. These ideas of a sort of sterilized society for a very long time. In 2009, this sounds like something out of a science fiction movie, there was a secret meeting held between Bill Gates, George Soros, I know we're not allowed to say his name, but George Soros. Uh, Oprah Winfrey, and a number of other left-wing establishment billionaires, Warren Buffett was there. You can Google it. I mean, this, it was a secret meeting, except it did leak to the press, and it garnered substantial press attention at that time. All of it was designed around this issue of overpopulation. So we were told overpopulation is a terrible problem. This is all based on the crackpot theories of a scientist, a Stanford scientist named Paul Ehrlich from the 1970s. Ehrlich published a book first in 1968, and then it was republished later on called The Population Bomb. It said, absolutely, the world population now, is, was, at that time, it was around 3.5 billion, and we're going to have mass starvation, mass death in the 1970s and 1980s. It's guaranteed to happen. The only question now is, can we sterilize people and coerce abortions enough to, to limit some of that misery? And actually advocated not just getting people voluntarily to do this sort of thing, but uh, advocating governments coercing that. As a result of these crackpot theories, you had uh, Indira Gandhi in the prime minister of India start tying uh, water and access to electricity and access to medical care and, and ration cards to Uh, sterilization, so uh, sterilized population. You had China adopt the one child policy, which caused upwards of a hundred million babies to be killed through abortion. Absolutely wicked, some of the worst atrocities committed in human history because of these crackpot stupid theories, which were not true. The scientific expert, Paul Ehrlich, who was a sort of neo-Malthusian, to use the technical term, referring to a scientist from centuries ago named Malthus, who had the same overpopulation fascination. Uh, It just wasn't, true. Since the 19, late 1960s, the world population has doubled. You go from about three and a half billion to seven billion or eight billion or obviously growing still. And world hunger is at an all time low. It just didn't happen. And these, these moral perverts like, like Bill Gates and other people pushing this politically correct moral standard, which is utterly opposed to human life, which says that, it, to use uh, Paul Ehrlich's term, that the births of all these babies is a cancer that needs to be cut out. These guys are pushing this view despite evidence to the contrary. These brilliant experts, these eggheads, these people who are focused on data and science and the liberal standard. You know, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are some kind of actual crackpot theories about Bill Gates, but you've just heard it in his own words. What he's just I can't imagine anything worse than that. That is what the scientific establishment is telling you. And it's because they, maybe they know something or t- a thing or two about science. Probably they don't. Guys like Paul Ehrlich maintained their professorship at Stanford, continued to win lots of prestigious awards, even though his central thesis was wrong and led to untold human misery. And they certainly know nothing about morality or even uh, a political prudence. And the left is pushing this from the establishment. Those are the doctors. You know, we, we'll be talking about an actual scientific miracle and achievement coming on Monday, December 21st. The historical docuseries Apollo 11, What We Saw, will soon be available exclusively at dailywire.com. This was originally released as an audio podcast for Apple and Spotify. What We Saw will be available to watch as well as listen on the Daily Wire Apple TV or Roku app or at dailywire.com. The docuseries takes a detailed look at the Apollo 11 mission to land a man on the moon, a dramatically inspiring story Apollo 11, What We Saw, is a fantastic series to watch with your loved ones over the holiday break. Right now, get it for 20% off with code WATCH, W-A-T-C-H, when you become an insider or above member over dailywire.com slash subscribe. Make sure to download our Apple TV or Roku app to get all of our content on your big screen, including our podcasts and special live streams, like our upcoming Christmas edition of Backstage. That is dailywire.com slash subscribe to get 20% off your membership with code WATCH and access all of our wonderful new and existing content. Head on over to dailywire.com. We'll be right back with a lot more. The left, not just the crazy fringe radicals, but the establishment left is in the name of science and expertise and data pushing a moral and religious and political vision that is completely abhorrent, that could, should be completely rejected. This is why I often say we need to strike the word science out of our public political discourse because it is used as a euphemism, as a way to sneak in all sorts of religious and moral and political ideas that are really wicked, evil stuff. Very often the left, which is obsessed with this idea of shrinking the population, being opposed to human life, you, you know, you need, have to have a very contraceptive society or a sterile society or an abortive society or, or whatever, any way to shrink the number of people who are being, because of global warming, we need to stop having babies or because of global cooling, we need to stop having babies or because of overpopulation, we need to stop having babies. It's so weird that the political outcome of it is always the same, even though the scientific reasoning changes. You had uh, AOC pushing the Green New Deal, radical redistributive policies, a uh, a suspension of the use of a lot of energy in the United States, uh, a lot of government control, particularly over healthcare. The reasoning for the Green New Deal was initially global warming. Now it seems that the left is, is achieving a lot of the political goals of the Green New Deal, but the defense for it is the COVID lockdowns. But they're saying, well, because of coronavirus, we need to massively redistribute wealth. We need a major government takeover of the healthcare industry. We need to suppress the way that people conduct commerce and the way they they transport themselves. We need to uh, control people's lives in a way that the justification changes, but the outcome is often the same. So there was recently an abortion executive in America, the marketing director at the Clinics for Abortion and Reproductive Excellence, or CARE, Uh, This guy's name is Michael Saines, and he shared a photo of the office Christmas tree being topped with a pair of sofa clamps. These are the clamps that are used to dismember babies during abortion. And he tweeted out, quote, it is literally impossible to top our topper. This is considered science. This is considered not, not just beyond the realm of moral discourse, which sometimes you hear people say, they say, look, this is not a religious or political question. This is just science. It's just the facts. And so you can't, you can't have ethical concerns about science because it's just, it's science. It's just what it is. Stop it with all of your normative thinking. But actually they, the left goes a little further. They say science is good, right? Uh, Abortion is good because it's, it's reproductive care. We don't need to talk about the ethics of killing babies for our own convenience, we're just going to talk about the science of it all. And that's what they're saying. This is, this is a good thing. Well, it's ghastly. Obviously, anybody who would look at that would say, gosh, this, this isn't uh, just a matter of science. That's a little baby. Who goes in those forceps? That's not just a clump of cells that that's built for. Uh, the, the same issue goes here when the left says, nobody's pro-abortion. We're just pro-choice. Now, This guy, this sicko, Michael Saines, is pro-abortion. Is celebrating it. And this whole this whole Clinics for Abortion and Reproductive Excellence organization is celebrating it on their Christmas tree. In a just society, that organization would be shut down and the people who work for it would be arrested and prosecuted. In a just society. And I think we need to become much more comfortable having those sorts of conversations. Something has gone seriously wrong, something has been seriously perverted in our politics if we believe that that is morally acceptable or scientific, because it ain't. Now, speaking of doctors, I have to get to the most pressing issue of the day. This was, went viral over the weekend. And you know, since I fancy myself a doctor for everybody, <laughs> I, I need to take it up. There was a very delightful and funny article in the Wall Street Journal by this guy, Joseph Epstein, no relation to Jeffrey, as far as I can tell, called... Is there a doctor in the White House? Not if you need an MD. And the article says that Jill Biden should think about dropping the honorific, which feels fraudulent, even comic. Begins, Madam, First Lady, Mrs. Biden, Jill, kiddo, a bit of advice on what may seem like a small but I think is not an unimportant matter. Any chance you might drop the doctor before your name? Dr. Jill Biden sounds and feels fraudulent, not to say a touch comic. Your degree is, I believe, an Ed.D., Doctor of Education, earned at the University of Delaware through a dissertation with the un- unpromising title, Student Retention at the Community College Level, Meeting Students' Needs. A wise man once said that no one should call himself doctor unless he has a delivered a child. Think about it, Dr. Jill, and forthwith, drop the doc. There is some confusion here. A lot of people, especially on the left, think that Jill Biden is a medical doctor. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg famously, infamously humiliated herself on The View, pushing the idea that Jill Biden uh, should be the Surgeon General of the United States. I'm
1: hoping yeah. Dr. Jill becomes the Surgeon General. His wife, yeah, Joe, Biden. Joe Biden's wife, because she, you know, she he would to, never do it, but she, yeah, she's a hell of a doctor. She's an amazing doctor. Because she's a doctor
0: and PhD. Yeah. 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 I yeah, I don't, I don't oh, know. I could be know. wrong. I yeah, I, PhD. Think PhD. I think she she's she's oh. a teacher, but you know, might might that. be good for Betsy DeVos's post. Oh, that's so embarrassing. That's because in Whoopi's defense, Whoopi says it, she should be the Surgeon General. And all of those flapping seals in the audience say, yes, yes, give us more, give us more of this sort of nonsense. Not, not one of those people in the audience who was clapping and cheering for that, nor did Whoopi Goldberg for that matter, know what Dr. Jill Biden had expertise in. And it's not even their fault. We live in a culture that worships at the altar of scientific expertise even when that scientific expertise is rather silly or seems a little pretentious. Now, I actually disagree with the thesis in this article from the journal, even though it's extremely funny. So I still recommend you read the article. The word doctor does literally mean teacher. So I actually, I'm sort of, I've had this debate with Ben for many years, which is that I think physicians should not use the term doctor because they're not Doc, they're not teachers usually. They're, they're professionals practicing this, this craft. I sort of think that only like that preschool teachers have more of a right to use the term doctor than <laughs> physicians do. Neither here nor there. It's a little bit of a pedantic point. I certainly would would agree that it is silly and pretentious to add this title doctor if you are Jill Biden. Because you heard in that clip, I think it was Behar says, well, no, I'm pretty sure she has a PhD. Joe Biden doesn't have a PhD either. PhD is a uh, a research focused degree, usually for university professors who are pursuing uh, research in in their field. She has what's called an EDD. This is a a professional degree, usually for like high school and middle school administrators. And it it just, you know, gives gives you a little bit of a pay bump and uh, then you can style yourself doctor. I am not uh, making fun of people who pursue these degrees. It's a more advanced degree than I have. I, being a bachelor, perhaps I should style myself bachelor Michael Knowles. Sweet little Elise would be very upset with that. I'm making the point that to style yourself in this way with a degree that would maybe appear to uh, present you with a a more rigorous education than perhaps you have is really silly. During my entire time in college, I had exactly one professor who referred to himself as doctor. He was by far the least impressive academic I studied with in college. He was by far the most insecure, and he didn't last very long at the university. All the other teachers went by professor, or they went by their first name. Many of them went by their first name. If you got it, if you really got it, if you're really confident, if you're really shooting on all cylinders, you don't need to flatter yourself with these sorts of titles. I can't tell you how many sort of mediocrities I know have been posting all over the internet say, darn it, I earned my degree. I deserve it. I studied gender studies or sociology or whatever for 12 years and I deserve to be called this. It's so pathetic. A little humility goes a long way, folks. Even if you really did, look, I'm a strong defender of the humanities. I, frankly, I don't really care that much about the hard sciences. I think conservatives have fetishized the hard sciences and we shouldn't because I think a lot of these eggheads don't know anything. And they, they uh, f- as we were discussing earlier, force on us. They slip in all, all sorts of religious and philosophical and political stupid premises underneath the guise of scientific expertise. And I think that our idolization of the uh, hard, hard sciences and all these sorts of things has actually led us to become politically much less sophisticated. So I forget that. I actually, I, I want to talk to the person with the sociology degree, but just don't be so pompous about it. Don't be so prideful about it. Just if you really got it, let your work speak for itself. There's, I'm not, I'm not really beating up on Jill Biden here, even though I think it is silly that she styles herself that way because it leads to confusion and embarrassing moments for people like Whoopi Goldberg who are trying to defend her. But just in general, the, the society has become so incredibly impressed with itself, is so insistent on all sorts of honors that people look ridiculous. They make themselves look absolutely preposterous. This, this fetishization of expertise is, is really exposing a lot of fools. Uh, people like uh, Bill Gates, uh, people like all of those scientific experts, who told that idiot knuckle dragger Trump that we could never get a vaccine within 2020? Guess what? We did. All these people really are proving themselves wrong, I think. If you, if you really want to be a doctor, or a scientist, an expert, have a little dose of humility. That's the beginning of wisdom. And then maybe you could st- start to turn the culture a little more toward wisdom. I, I don't know that that's going to happen. All those things seem to be in short supply. And so we're going to have to wait. Won't make any, too many predictions about what happens. But we're we're going to have to wait uh, as we uh, uh, see these results of the election. We'll see the electors going to vote in a matter of days, and we'll see if our problem gets maybe a little bit better or more likely, much much worse. Gear yourself up for a lot of humility. I'm Michael Knowles. This is the Michael Knowles Show. I'll see you tomorrow. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. Editor and associate producer, Danny D'Amico. Audio mixer, Mike Coromino. Hair and makeup by Nika Geneva. And production assistant, McKenna Waters. The Michael Knowles Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2020. You know, the Matt Walsh Show, it's not just another show about about politics. I think there are enough of those already out there. We talk about culture because culture drives politics and it drives everything else. So my main focuses are life, family, faith, Those are fundamental and that's what this show is about. I hope you'll give it a listen.